<clears throat> Welcome to the Full Charge Power Hour. Sorry for the bad audio. It only lasts a minute. Just want to remind you guys to check out Carl W. Daniels. Let me just say that again. There we go. Carl W. Daniels' new album, Dirty Drunk Love. And you can find all the info you need about that at dirtydrunklove.info. Don't forget to come see me and Kevin Shea in San Francisco at Doc, Doc Ricketts on July 16th. And we got a new t-shirt up at thefullcharge.com. It's like a presidential seal. It's pretty cool. So check it out, thefullcharge.com. Uh, this is part one of Maranzio Vance. I hope you enjoy it. Me and Craig did. Peace. Peace. See you later. Well, let's call Wendell real quick and see if he's up for um, an interview. There you go. Because he's at Cinegear Expo right now. <laughs> for what? Because <laughs> he's in the film business, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, he's got thousands of dollars to buy shit. <laughs> Fuck. I love this podcast. God. Why even I love Eric Wendell. Just the life he's living. He's got to get on Periscope. What's Periscope? It's like a TV show. You just film yourself. It's like Ed TV. Oh. You just film yourself live and people watch it. Really? Talk to me. Yeah, what's up, man? You looking at cameras? Uh, No, my friend that was going to go to Singer with me today had to bail out. So I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to stay home. Oh, like, like, oh, come on. Dude. I know. I, I love know. going to buy myself to things. I'm in, nah, I'm, in I'm out. He told, me, he told me he went and checked it out a little bit yesterday when I was busy, and he's, he's like, yeah, it's just the same as it was last year. A bunch of like, expensive shit. If I was closer, shit. I would have went. Like, if I still lived up there, I would have went anyway. But fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Too far to drive, dude. Now, Craig, you don't know, um, but this week we did a podcast, mm-hmm. and um, you know Wendell's birthday is coming up, June twelfth. Oh man! And um, my friend Tim Conlon came by, okay. and Tim, all right, yes, brought a present for Eric. Oh, the complete box yeah. set of Breaking Bad. Yeah, and Wendell couldn't be right. any more fucking disappointed. Any less grateful. He's just looking at it like it's a house he's got to build. You were so bummed you got it. It was embarrassing. Oh, my God. Tim bought it. It's got to be like a Tim, what, 50 Tim, bucks, 60 Tim, bucks. Tim bought it for him. And Wendell's just looking at it like, oh, man. He's like, I don't. This is too much work. He actually said, you usually use that word. This is too, too much, much work. I said it was a lot of work. That's, you're right. I did say that. And Ian Bag said, this is why America has a welfare problem. Because you consider watching the greatest show on earth work. <laughs> right? So the question uh, is, Wendell, did you get any work done this week? <laughs> Didn't even open it. Well, you know, there's a, there's a bright spot at the end of the tunnel there, buddy. But, uh, last night, I was tired and just wanted to sit home and relax. Didn't have anything to watch on the DVR. I was like, you know what? I'm getting this goosebumps. Is the perfect opportunity for me to put in one of these fucking Breaking Bad uh, <laughs> that uh, my buddy Conlon bought for me. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I got to start with. A, I'm going to start over. Start I'm gonna over, right? File it again. Right. 
and then I'm going to watch, you know, I watched like the first five episodes, oh. I think. I wanted to start over, watch the whole pilot again. And, you know, maybe I'm just, just having a bad day the first time I watched it, but it, it is a very good pilot. Let me ask you this. And it really started to kick in in the second episode. Like, uh-huh, a right. lot more stuff was answered for me. I got I got to know some more stuff that was going on in the second pilot that I didn't realize, or the second episode that I didn't realize was having the first episode. That's now, a, that's the crazy thing about multiple episodes. The question is, yeah. what shape is your couch in? <laughs> because uh, the definitive, like, the definitive action uh, for you watching something is whether you're blown out of your chair or not. <laughs> getting fucking worked out right now. Like, so I mean, I watched five episodes of that, and I got tired, and I had right. to go to bed. Right. Okay. And you know, now I'm gonna, now I'm stuck into it. Now I'm gonna right. watch now, more of it today. All right. Let me tell you right. this. Let me tell you this. You're already off the hook. We don't need a review. We already know it's great. We just like it's like when you see a friend that won't get off drugs or something, right. or won't try vitamins, or won't try working out. It's like we want you to have this for yourself. Right. And so we're not right. gonna we're not gonna shove it down your throat now. We're not we're not gonna do any I told you so's. Nope. We're not gonna do any bullshit. So you're free to enjoy it however you want to enjoy it. Okay, you well, yeah, save no, it for I'm special occasions. Whatever, whatever you want to do. Trust me, dude. I put it off for two years. Everybody and their mother, like, you got to watch, you got to watch, you got to watch. I'm like, look, I did meth. I was in the world. <laughs> kind of don't want to see it again. <laughs> kind of don't want to go back there. Don't need to hang around with those people again. I had, a, I had an RV. Yeah. I used to eat a lot of tacos, used to make, chicken tacos. Yeah, I used to whip up a bathtub batch myself. <laughs> so, a little close to home. Um, yeah, that's well, yeah, cool. No, it's, it's good. I had um, my last girlfriend. She hadn't seen it, mm-hmm. and so I got to do the thing. You know, it's the closest thing to having a kid. I'm sure you do with your kid. That's what's great about having a kid. You'd be like, "Oh, I'm going to see it all over again through right. her eyes." Sure, sure. You know, so I got to like go through and, and re-experience it again. And then we broke up, and then I just kept watching. <laughs> you you, know, you still had Breaking I kept Bad. Going, so I kept like, I got to see the last season again. <laughs> Let me tell you how it ends, Wendell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, 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 hey. <laughs> that hey. would be so cold. You finally get them on board and then you just tell them how it ends. <laughs> that would be horrible. Yeah. Well, I'll would. just tell you how the first season ends. I mean, people on Twitter can stop hating on me now because yes. I'm watching that. Well, unfortunately, so. this episode doesn't come out for two weeks. Right. <laughs> and they can keep, I guess they'll keep on hating on me about uh, fucking Mad Max, but they can oh, stop maybe, hating on Oh, me that'll continue. That. Yes. And maybe you need to see Mad Max again because people are just <laughs> reading their attitude. Maybe, maybe I do. I don't know. I don't think it's going to change the fact that it's a two-hour-long car chase. It's not going to change the <laughs> Maybe, you know... He's got a I point. I have to blame it on, like, Michael Bay and the Fast and Furious movies. Because that's all, that's all really Michael Bay does most uh-huh. of the time, and that's all Fast and Furious. I kind of... And again, so, I haven't seen it, but I kind of got to agree with you because people start coming around on this shit, and they start going, you know, Fast and the Furious 5 and 6 are pretty good, and you just want to go... Go fuck yourself. No. Yeah. And then after that, go fuck yourself again. Again. Because at the end of the day, it's Fast and the Furious. Yes. And you're only comparing right. it to other Fast and the Furious <laughs> movies. Yeah. Suck it. It's garbage. I've never seen it's any. Garbage. I've not seen one of them. And I'll tell you another thing, too. And now I'm going to get shit. I've never even been that crazy about Mad Max. I'm sorry. I thought it was all right. I, I like the it was original. I like the original one. Uh, the first one is, if, I, if my memory serves me correctly, the first one is him just hiding in the woods. 
Oh, it's him just, yeah, it's like just rape and brutal and uh, bad. And then the second one is the cool one because. The road warrior's good. Because that was like really just, they created a whole world that was really cool. Yeah, and, and it may, mainly right. just because we hadn't really seen anything like that at yeah, the time. Yeah, th- that I can appreciate. Right. Even though I don't know if I've ever, I don't remember watching it. I don't re- really remember what it's about. It's just people fighting for water, right? It's really what he just said. Which is pretty relevant it's right now. It's a long car chase where they're yeah. fighting for water and gas. Yeah. Which is yeah, Bakersfield I mean- in the summertime. Yeah, it's been, I mean, we saw that when we were kids, so, you know, that's, it was new and exciting, and, you know, it, it, we might not be able to go back and watch those now and have the same feeling that we did back in the day, so I, I don't even know. Now that Wendell's watched Breaking Bad, he's starting to make more sense to me. <laughs> he seems more like a, more like a rational person. What, um... <laughs> And I can kind of, and again, I haven't seen it. I do want to see it. Right. I think I'll enjoy it on a car chase level. But um, I do see what you're saying. I do see what you're saying in the idea that, like, people love Mad Max that much that they're just going to be like, yeah. But then, but then again, you throw Charlie's in there and that gives him double neck. Sure. Oh, yeah. I could right. watch an hour and a half of a guy <laughs> playing Gibson double neck and Charlie's Theron just standing there. I don't know. Hour and a half? Well, I mean,. I don't want to. I don't want to. How good's the guitar player? You know, Charlie's Throne isn't wearing like tight. Sexy I don't care. I don't care. Something like a fucking dirty trash bag or something because it's the end of the world. Because so <laughs> it's the end of the world. You tell me you don't watch porn like that. Uh, no, no, she got such a. She got episodes. such a good-looking face, right? You know. Well, how did? I mean, I'm not mad at her. Wendell, you're the movie expert. How did they how did they make her look so ugly in Monster? Oh, right. And why did they even hire her? There's plenty of ugly people that would have done the job. You don't need all the makeup to make them look unattractive, right? <laughs> it's like three hours of makeup a day to make her look average. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, I mean, that's part of the excitement for some people, though. You take someone that's very beautiful and you make them look horrible. Right. And they get, I mean, she got like an Oscar nomination. Meanwhile, did she win? Did she win I think that? she did. Eight, meanwhile, eight billion ugly people like, yeah, thanks, Charlie. Thanks, yeah. Yeah, I just roll out of bed and look like that. Even you Christine, fucking asshole. Even Christina Ricci's like, yeah, thanks. Christina. I still look worse than you. <laughs> dude, I, dude, I used to be into Christina Ricci. She's great. Day. I mean, I was just... Yeah. Ju- uh, only reason she's not attractive is when you compare her to Charlize. I think she's cute as a button. <laughs> yeah, I think she's cute. I, you know what? I've seen her at... Uh, I saw her at uh, Edendale one time. Me too. I was there with you. Oh, were you? <laughs> Probably. Probably was. You know who I saw at the Edendale one time was Chris Novoselic. Chris oh, really? Novoselic. Oh, nice. He's a bass player in Nirvana. Oh, I seen him. Yeah, I seen him <laughs> at a studio. Yeah. But when I saw him, he looked just like the engineer that was working there, too. Sure. So I just didn't think it was Chris. Right. I was like, oh, that. Oh, no. Yeah. James was, no, nah, it's my engineer. Oh, okay. Then I saw Dave Grohl. Well, Fuck, when it was Chris. across the street. <laughs> Right there, Zach Galarusha was always right down the street at the coffee table. I see. Hardy. I heard he's super friendly. He, you, you no. laugh, you laugh, but I've seen him at this Japanese restaurant on Vermont. Uh huh. Two or three times, laughing, cracking up, having a good time, having a good time, feeling like a like a jolly teenager with, out, with like with whipping like, out a credit card and paying for things with like a pack of sweet and low in him that's, he's just like he's all he seemed like he was high on sugar that's hilarious and i was like this restaurant this restaurant really needs to advertise the fact that they made de la rocha smile <laughs> <There you go. laughs> 
He didn't rage against our menu, yo. No, man. <laughs> so I got to tell you, I've lost my um, – I got Rage Against the Machine in my Pandora mix. Mm-hmm. And I'm always – whenever it comes on – and, and I, I, I still love it technically. Sure. But whenever it comes on, I'm like, mm, Not right now. Not today. Not, not today. today. Not yeah, today. I'm not today. You. I'm not ready to rage. I've already got enough anger. Yeah. I don't need – that's for like kids who don't have anger yet. Yeah, I've already raged at my car and traffic and my computer. I don't need to rage yeah, at I don't, any more yeah, machines. Yeah, I'm trying to make coffee. Right. Like I don't, yeah, I don't need the stress I right now. I someone yesterday. Huh? I mean I know we need to free Mamiya, but I, first I need yeah. to make this coffee. Free Mamiya. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I almost fucking almost came to blows and tried it yesterday, dude. Some motherfucker fucked me over. Here we go. What happened? I was driving. I was on my way to Starbucks to meet up with a friend. So you hadn't had any coffee yet? Your spot. No, I hadn't had any coffee yet. And you hadn't um, had your gold tea or your fruit. No, it's peach green oh, tea that's lemonade. that's right. Yeah. Peach green tea lemonade. Yeah. A man's um, drink. Sounds sounds well, better. No, no, no. Uh, all of a sudden, everyone like blocked it up or whatever. So uh, you know, which is you know that shit happened. So I swerved to the right into like some shitty, basically fake turning lane in some like little uh, industrial complex or something, right? Not even a real lane, but just to avoid hitting the other person. Some asshole pulls up behind me and starts blowing the horn. And throwing his hands up in the air. Like, I'm looking at my rear view mirror, throwing his hands up in the air. Throwing his throwing hands up. Yeah, and I'm like, I just fucking flip him off. Of course. You know, I'm like, fuck you, you know? Like, yep. what do you want me to do? I just had to avoid an accident, and now you're blowing the horn at me? Right. Like, pay attention. Proper response, okay. And so, you know, eventually I'm able to pull up a little bit, so I pull over. Then he made you so suck his dick? And go by while I'm waiting for the light. And he pulls up next to me and starts talking shit about how that's a lane and all this shit. Oh. Um, and I'm like, why don't you go fuck yourself? Yes. Because my, wow. my window was down. Wow. Why don't you side. go fuck yourself? Yeah. And this motherfucker spits on my windshield. Oh. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, no. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I put it in reverse and I fucking floor it and I chase his ass into that fucking neighborhood. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. Holy and he's shit. To, like, break Brake checking and shit and all this stuff, and I'm like, so you're on his tail. Hold on, you're you're on his tail, and he's brake checking you. Oh, I'm right on his fucking ass. Okay, oh, so man. you're doing Fury Road. All right, yeah. it's funny. Yeah, it's no, funny you don't like that Fury Road movie. <laughs> yes, you're all like, about it. Demographic. You're like, yo, I see this every day in real life. What's the big deal? <laughs> Eric Wendell Fury Road. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had my Starbucks yet, bitch. So, so what happens? Does, so does he, he brake checked me a couple times. Yep. That don't work. And, uh, That's old hat for you. That's old. <laughs> I stopped, and he, like, backs up and, like, taps my bumper and shit. So I fucking floored and, and chased him a little bit more. <laughs> and eventually, there's, like, other people around, neighbors and stuff. So I eventually I just stopped Gave up. and I backed up and I fucking go meet my friend. But I was fucking fear shit, you know. I mean, this, this dude, like, see... It's a good thing Wendell. I carry, like, weapons in my car. That's like right. That. That's true. That is it way true. Um, little suggestion for you. Sure. Get the coffee first next time. Make yourself some coffee before you leave the house. Yes. So you were meeting some friends? No, uh, one of my friends. Yeah, my friend Clement. I go to Starbucks. And, and so then did you show up, like, a half hour late? All pissed off. <laughs> no, it was about 15 minutes late. I told him about it, though. He, of course. He was laughing. 
You're, Wendell, you're gonna get hurt doing stuff like that. You gotta like, I, you gotta let it go. I know. Or it you're sucks. gonna hurt somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I know it sucks. Actually, that'd be really good for the podcast. You have a court case. I was out of gonna it. say, or and I have jury duty coming up if I get on his case. Right. That'd be so funny. Or it could be like this: our podcast could go like, boom. We have a phone call from San Quentin. Will you accept the charges? <laughs> Eric Allen Wendell. We're like, yes. So, Wendell, you seen any movies? And you'll be like, yeah. Fuck they, no, man. All they got is yeah. basic time, time Warner Cable over here. All pissed off. I've learned how to suck this dude's dick. I ain't got time to watch any movies. I'm carving a shank. Because I'm carving a shank. So, the road, the road rage, that only lasted minutes, right? Momentarily. Maybe what? Yeah, yeah, three blocks? Would you say three or four blocks? Hmm? How long? Three or four blocks? Yeah, no, it was a couple blocks. Yeah, I had to calm down. All right, couple blocks, and neighbors are freaking out. They're like, oh my God, yeah. we're going to see a murder today. So, yeah, I had to calm down. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't usually do that type of stuff, but that guy just fucking, he just, he just fucking set me off. Like, I was just too angry. Right. I had a really long day. I had a 15 hour day on Thursday. And okay, yep. Tired. Um, fucking. We're gonna uh, we're gonna call you back probably in like a half an hour or so. Um, you got a movie review for us? Yeah, I just watched the documentary on HBO, a new documentary. Teaser. Hey, set up. Teaser. All right, our guest just arrived, so we're gonna call you in like um, thirty minutes. Not that you're less. No, you you're always. We listen, love you, dude. We crack on you every time, but who closes out the show every week? Right, we're Eric right. Wendell. I'll be here. All right, buddy. Talk All to right, you. Yeah, don't kill Please. anybody. Maranzio Vance has just showed up. Here he is. Is this live? Yeah, 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 yeah. Your podcast is live? No, 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 no. I mean, we're just taping it. Oh. It's live doing? now. It'll be on tape later. Okay. And then, like, people call in? No. Well, no. I have just, like, a call-in hookup through my phone and stuff, through the switchboard. We call our movie reviewer. Here's what oh. happened. Here's what happened. We got in a big fight with our movie reviewer, and then we had him off the show for a while. What? Well, it's a long, long story. story. <laughs> he gets really mad about stuff. Like, just when you walked in, he was telling a road rage story. Didn't you think it was going to be a simple story? I he, did. He totally gets in an altercation with this guy. The guy spits on his car. Wow. He throws it in a reverse, follows this guy into a neighborhood to confront him. <laughs> right. Nope. Like, this is his, this is his <laughs> daily nope. exercises. Nope. You don't do that That's shit. Fun. You let nope. it go, right? That shit gets dangerous. I'm not following anyone. Right. Unless no. you have something in mind. Right. right. But, I'm like, you spit on me. No, 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 no. That guy's ready to take it someplace. Where is he right now? Is this L.A.? Yeah, this is like the west side. Torrance. It's like Torrance. Torrance? Yeah, <laughs> Torrance. Torrance is dicey, dude. There's some dicey neighborhoods. His man. movie review and- credibility is shot with me right now because he makes bad decisions. Well, that's kind of the reason we have him on. Like, he makes bad decisions and, like, he's getting a lot of shit for uh, not liking Mad Max Fury Road, I'm which sounds like... I'm going to see that tomorrow. He's the only one on earth that hates it. And so everyone's like really mad at him on the internet. And then we find out today in real life, he likes a Fury Road. He likes he likes starring as he likes, as a, he likes his car own. chases in real life, but, but not, on, like, not on not on, oh, on on the screen. He wants a bigger budget <laughs> for his real life. Too. So people, there was mixed reviews on him for a while because we were in a fight with him. We wanted him back on the show, but we didn't want we didn't want him here all the time because he hijacks the show a lot. He takes over. He takes over the show, and so we'll, we'll just like trucks and it's like it's like not moving. it's like we'll give him a segment. And the show has been perfect ever since then, in my opinion. Yes. We give him like 15 minutes at the end, and he, and he crushes it. 
and and he's my favorite part of the show. Right. But um, but I just don't. It's like ice cream. Right, right, right. For by example, ice cream. You don't want it the whole meal. No. You want it at the end. A little bit of ice cream is good. Yeah, right. it's right. great. I, I, like like Ben and Jerry's chocolate chip yeah. cookie dough is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can eat half of it. Right. But the whole thing, yeah, that's just gluttony. Yeah, it's just gluttony, <laughs> and then it's like, God, I really overdid it. Right. This time. And you don't want it before. Dinner. No. <laughs> Even though we did just do a little little appetizer just now. We did. We did just have one <laughs> okay. for a second. What, with him coming on early, we just called him to get the just to see what was cooking, just All to right. see till you got here. Now this is my friend Craig Coleman. I don't think you know him. No, you doing, man? How you Ron's doing, man? Vance. Nice I'm trying to. Whenever we have a guest on, I try to figure out like when I met them. And as far I can't tell, I don't know what year I met you, but it's I know blurry. it was at uh, what? It's blurry. I know uh, the first time I saw you was on stage at the Comedy Union, which is a place we both used to do. Yep, on Pico and La Brea. And it was kind of a cool club. I remember it, that spot. It, it was, was great. I mean, it's still there, but it's not what it used to be. Really? Oh, no, no. Oh, no, man. No, no. It was a cool place, though, because it was off the, um, it was off the, the prestigious. It was off the prestigious it's improv. Past Wilshire, in the sure. sense of yeah, 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 yeah. Industry wasn't really no. venturing right. down that way. Yeah. Only time industry ever went down there um, is when... They hosted Montreal Showcase. Yeah, I did a Montreal Showcase there, I man. I did Montreal Showcase yeah. there, and that's, I got selected out of there. Nice. 2006. Beautiful. Yeah, I haven't been back since. Well, I was on that one, too. <laughs> yeah. I was on that showcase. Really? Most likely. They probably had a bunch. I can't that? remember. Yeah. I really can't remember. But it was a cool club because the guy that ran it was Enns Mitchell. Did you know him? Name's familiar. He's from Chicago. He's from Chicago. He okay. used to work at the Comedy Store. Oh, okay. And then he... Kind of wanted to do comedy himself, like you know, get into it. Sure. So he still he still owns it, you know. But he would book whoever he thought was funny. That's all it was. He, he's that's the thing about him. You, but and we're back. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so he was ends was a star fucker. I didn't star know fucker. that. Yeah, like anybody that was like famous walking the room. Well, yeah, that's any club though, right? Yeah, but he would go to them and say, "Hey, do you want to go up? Right, Come right. Come on, go up. Yeah, please go up. Like." Stop it. I heard two <laughs> stories about Chris Rock at the improv. One is uh, he showed up on a showcase and he walks up to the manager and the man- and manager's like, hey, can, we, can you want to get on the next show because we're really running late on this one and we got to close it out? And Chris goes, nope. I'm going up. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't even tell the MC. The MC goes up to take this comic off stage and Chris yeah. just walks past him. Everybody goes nuts. And then and he goes on stage. And then everyone else that was on stage gets off stage. Oh yeah! I mean, the MC just right. walks off stage. That is a beautiful thing. That sounds Ano-another right. Another one was it was another showcase, and my friend Ryan Stout. Um, I know Ryan. He was he was about to go up, and mm. Ryan always wears a suit, right? Oh, right. Uh-huh. And so Chris walks up to Ryan Stout and goes, "Hey, is there room for me on the show?" And Ryan goes, "Oh no, there's no room for you, man. This is a showcase." <laughs> Are you serious? Because Ryan didn't, Ryan didn't want to follow him. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's totally it's totally no, makes sense. No room. That, look, this is the last time they ever doing a comedy show here. So right. <laughs> I'm closing it out. Yeah. That's funny, dude. I haven't seen Ryan in a while, though. Yeah. I saw him a couple months ago. A couple months ago? He mm-hmm. still wears a suit. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the whole persona. You can't ditch that shit. Like Rodney couldn't all of a sudden, just, Rodney Dangerfield couldn't all of a sudden start wearing a sweater or something. That's a thing, though. Like, you know how many suits you have to own? You got to own at least three. You think so? At least three. Probably more. But I'm saying at least three. More. You do need to own more, but you need at least, at least three. Oh, three. I, to be classy, you'd have to own more. <laughs> yeah. I can't. 
uh, I'm, I've only performed in a suit once. Mm-hmm. Uncomfortable. I do it, and it is uncomfortable, but I, I, I like doing it. The only thing I don't like about it, I feel like it puts up like a barrier between me and the audience. Like this guy mm-hmm. thinks, and all it makes me look like a car salesman or something. Look like right. you came in for which, an interview, which and I, you started doing, which comedy. I think is right. funny, but I don't feel like selling it every night. Right. I think it's funny that I'm a washed up fucking car salesman. Yeah. Or someone that just got fired or sure, something like right. that. Like right. I lost my job yesterday. I don't yeah, give a shit. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. y'all guys doing? Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah. How long have you been doing comedy? Uh, seventeen years I started. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Where'd you start? I started in L.A. Are you from L.A.? Mm-mm. But I moved out here with no direction whatsoever. <laughs> I just wanted to skateboard and stuff, and somehow get into the film industry. Didn't really know what to do. Like when you first get here and you're getting vaguely into the film yeah. industry, you end up like. PAing, yeah, sure. or just like working in an office, you're like, how is this the film? Bit? How is this making movies? Right, right, right. And I was like, w-. then I just spent a lot of time skateboarding for a while, and then I was like, I kept seeing that stand up was still a thing. I, this was right. in the '90s, and I didn't think stand up was still a You've thing. Been since the '90s, '98, and so I didn't know it was a thing. Where'd you know you what I mean? From? I thought uh, Maryland. Oh, you're a Maryland guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DMV. DMV, yeah, Duh, what DC, Maryland, Maryland Virginia, Virginia yeah. yeah, sure. All right, I'm part of it. What part of uh, Maryland? Southern Maryland. I'm from the sticks, homie. Nobody knows where I'm from. Suitland, not Suitland. No, this is Columbia? called Saint Mary's County. It's called Southern Maryland. It's called Saint Lexington Mary's Park. County. I'll show it to you on a map. But is that where they shot like the Blue no. Witch Project? Whatever it is, no, no. Well, no, that's similar. <laughs> I mean, it's similar. It's up in that area, that's Western Maryland. <laughs> Oh, I'm from Southern Maryland. Oh, I'm sorry. And it's so I, funny I because Maryland's so small when you look at it. Yeah. But I'm very isolated from everything because I'm at the bottom of a peninsula. Wow. What made you come here? Um, I went to college and majored in film production. And I was like, I think I'm going to come out to Los Angeles to where there's jobs. Did you graduate? Yeah. You're old. Oh, yeah. I'm 40. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 39. <laughs> you are? Yeah. Okay, so what's the big deal? Man, you just seem like you lived longer. Like you did like you had you went to college and graduated. I, I, I lived then, a year longer than you. Yeah, but I'm just I'm No, I know. I graduated from college and I've been doing comedy seventeen years. So how long have you been doing comedy? Oh, I started out fifteen. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So you out. started in the nineties. Yeah, I started. I, I shouldn't have done it. If if you had to do it all over again, would you still do comedy? Um I would, but I would do it much differently. I, right. would, I think I would and do I, everything. I still have the opportunity to do it the way I would tell my younger self to do it, which is just do it at night in Hollywood and then pursue other shit too, which is what I'm actually doing. Right. It's just that road element of it and trying to make it on the road, which is a bitch. I wouldn't worry about comedy so much if I had another source of income. Right. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you become a... Mm-hmm. I'm a good friend with Matt Claybrooks. Uh-huh. Uh, He's a comic, and we were talking today actually about it, and yesterday, and we talked about how we you, you get into comedy to a point where you can't get out of it, right? Because you've given so much of your life mm-hmm. to it that you didn't get out of it when you, you had an opportunity you, to start over. You know what it's like? It's like when you stay at a party, like way further past staying at a party, but you go, "If I leave now, I'm gonna miss something," right? That, and I, I would have like and, spent and all this no, time and then missed it at the last second. And nothing right. happened. And nothing fucking happened. <laughs> and nothing still happened. Nothing is still happening. Like, I'm about but, to... L- but let me ask you this. <laughs> Do you ever spend time off stage? Do you ever take time off? I, last year, 
I took a two month hiatus. You worked on a TV show. You were in a TV show. Is well, that why? After the TV show. Okay. I just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. I did not. Right. Want, I didn't want to go to a stage. And how did that make you feel? Uh, taking two months off. It felt good. Right. I didn't feel like because like I'm I had six spots this week. Seven. Yeah. Seven. I didn't want to do not one. Right. But I need the income. Right. So I have spots at the Laugh Factory. I have spots at the Comedy Magic Club. All these are paying spots. I don't do free shit anymore. I'm not. Nice. <laughs> I'm not leaving my. I'm not leaving my house. Oh well, yeah, you've been doing it since you were 15. But, but, why why I, would you? It's insulting when someone says, "Hey, come do my room." Right. When someone says, "Come do my room," right. or you should play my room. There's no pay involved. They're yeah. Just like, hey, come by. Right. I want to book you. Saying there, there's the uh, you notion that you're paying me. Right. Right. So people say, "Hey, come do my room." I'm not leaving my house. Right. I stay in Van Nuys. Once I'm in that motherfucking Van Nuys, I'm not leaving fucking Van Nuys, dude. Unless I go to Van Nuys Airport to fly to Burbank yes. and go to your free gig. Yes, I'm not leaving Van Nuys. But at 39, I'm like that for anything. If a girl calls me now yeah. at like 10 o'clock, I'm like, fuck that shit. No, nah, no. Nah. I'm at home. Booty calls, booty calls done at 9. Yeah. I'm, you should have called me. But sports Center's on. I'm in. You know what's funny? I'm the same way. Like, I have like numbers I could call, and I feel like I'm wasting my life sometimes. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm not going to call. I'm just going to sit here and watch TV. Dude, I used to be a time where I would text a girl and say, hey, what's up? Right. And then she'd be like, wow, what's up? You know, like you yeah, would go back and forth. Tennis. Like for like 30 minutes just texting. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like, you trying to do something? <laughs> and she's like, no. And I'm like, cool. And I let it go. And you're actually a little happy. I'm happy. I'm happy because a part of me feels like I was. I felt obligated to text her because I'm a dude. Right. But her saying no, I'm like, good. Thanks. Good. I, I did it. Like I don't. I, I got it out right. of the system. Yeah. I got shot down. Yeah. But a part of me is like, you know, you could try. I'm like, but we don't. It's no guarantee. Right. Let's just let. Let's take the L. Right now, and move on with our life. So, <laughs> so, so, are you? And I wanted to ask you about this, but I didn't want to put you on the spot. Are you a little fed up with like show business oh and stand up right I'm now, sick, dude? I'm fed up because what what it has what it has become, and anyone with a camera is famous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyone with a YouTube AKA camera, everyone because every everyone has a phone. Shit, yeah. No one gives a fuck about uh, good content. Right, it, we want to see people falling. We want to see people uh, getting <laughs> right. punched at a club. Who, whoever would have thought America's funniest home videos was the future of show business? It, and that's Seriously. what it is. Yeah, it, and it's like also everybody's on the same playing field because anybody can be famous now. Yeah, so it's like celebrities really aren't celebrities anymore. Right, you really got to do a lot. And, yeah. and on the other hand, celebrities like like Brad Pitt and stuff, they get trashed. On the internet, probably more than the guy that slips and falls on the ice. Yes, because it, 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 Brad Pitt thinks he doesn't want to come out the house. Or he, yeah, he he's bisexual. He's yeah, this, he's it, that. They make up shit. Yeah. People, are, people are bored, right? for one. Uh, I auditioned last year for 14 pilots. Mm-hmm. 14. Right. Tested for one. Uh-huh. None of the shows I auditioned for went forward. Uh huh. Now, of course. And I felt, I felt, <laughs> fuck you. You know what I'm saying? I right. felt good, like, yeah, bitch. That's what you get for not picking me and for writing a shitty show. But 14 shows, right? You watch sitcom. There's not a sitcom on the air right now that you say I got to rush home. Isn't and watch. isn't it weird that we're competing 
for and are constantly turned away from a business that makes very, very shitty projects projects and, and um, product is what I meant to say. Yeah. I mean, almost everything, like you said on TV, it's is shit. unwatchable. And they won't even hire yeah. us. Uh, they Just won't even hire us. Like, no, but I mean, look at the lineup on the show last night at the Comedy and Magic Club. They won't even hire like a lot of the comics on that to write. Like They know like there's a lot of comics in town that know how to write jokes, but they they hire these guys. The Harvard guys. They kind of hire their friends. They just hire their friends. Way. They hire their friends. They hire the Harvard guys because they think they're smart. Smart doesn't make <laughs> But they don't know people. Smart at doesn't all. make you funny. No. And smart doesn't mean you're, you, you, didn't, you don't know people because you were busy trying to be fucking smart. Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't know how to interact and have social skills because you was fucking a book for six years. Uh, now because you wrote for the Lampoon. Right. You're like, oh, he's a critically acclaimed Lampoon. I've never seen shit he's yeah, written. Right. Fuck him. And then it's like just like three camera sitcoms they force upon us. I think we've evolved past three camera sitcoms. Three cameras uh-huh. is over, man. Three but they're still doing got, those, right? It because it's cheap. Right. That's why they do them. Because, because yeah. CBS does it because middle America likes it. They only have one fuck. If no channel works on your TV, fucking channel yes. two or CBS comes through like is and we're definitely past the point where we need a little cue from yeah. from the audience that tells you when to laugh. Right. We're definitely track. past that. Right. We're right. over the laugh track. I was track. thinking. I was thinking. I was watching The Sopranos the other night. I was thinking you could put a laugh track on it because there's so many funny parts in The Sopranos, is, sure. but it's such a sophisticated show. It would be funny to put. A laugh track on it right. and put it on YouTube. There you go. I just made someone else famous. Do they're, that. Gonna, they're gonna get go ahead. for that. Yeah. And then here's the other thing. Everybody's a everybody's a certified editor now yeah. because you edit videos. That's you legitimate. Put them online, yeah. You just throwing them up. I've, I've seen some people do flawless editing. I'm like, and someone's like, creative oh, editing. I did it with my phone. Yeah. What the fuck. Right. I just went and bought. Uh, mm. uh, what is it? I went and bought Final Cut Ten. Seven and you did this on your fucking phone. That's what's funny. We did the um, me and Bert and Steve Hofstetter did this. Like we read the lineup, the batting order for uh, the Arizona D-backs a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And the intern just did it on his iPhone and he put it out on the internet with the all. All right, go. All right, now he didn't edit anything out, and he was like, "Yeah, there's no way to edit this." And we were all like, "Dude." There's three-year-olds that can edit this shit. Like, what the fuck what are you, talking, are you about? talking about? You're 25 years old. Edit that shit up. Do it now. Yeah. Because there's a five-year-old right now that just fell. Yeah. And they're about to upload right. it. And put a SpongeBob yeah. cartoon in the middle of it. Right. And it'll get three million views. So I've, I've noticed this lately. And it's actually, like, very entertaining to me. You, you're, like, showing up and you just you just fed up with uh, with yeah. the process. I don't I don't pretend anymore. Yeah, I used to smile because that was the Hollywood thing to do. Like, hey, right? Because in Hollywood, you're taught to look like you're doing well, right? Even yes. if you're well, not. Well, you're taught to to be, yeah. And they, hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm everything's doing, working fuck, out. I'm working. I'm everything's pop. Fuck the, that. The, the worst is when people don't take the fake and they go, "Oh yeah." Give me some specifics. Yeah, what you been doing? <laughs> like, right. oh, well, like, just I like said, you, nothing. I already, I'm already like working hard to lie to you. Yeah. Don't make me don't make, make shit me, up. Don't make me create. That took a lot of a lie. It took a lot of energy to lie to you just now. I don't have the energy to do it anymore. I don't have the energy to do it anymore. I don't like the young comics. That are right now. <laughs> yes. I just don't because. All right, let's talk about this. Everybody, so what don't you like? Be- 
everything that we were taught to do in comedy yeah. doesn't exist anymore. Okay. Uh, setup. Okay. Premise. Yeah. Punchline. Mm-hmm. That doesn't exist anymore. They arbitrarily just say whatever, and the crowd laughs because it's deemed as brave uh-huh. to just say something that everyone is thinking. That's what the fuck we've always done. We just colored it. We put the medicine in the applesauce. Right. Gave you a punchline. Sure. We decorated this shitty cake. Right. Right. Now they're just like throwing the flour in your face like mm-hmm. plow. And you, you find this is happening at clubs? Everywhere. Or it's happening in Hollywood a lot. I know that. Comedy Central. Fucking. Yeah, because what happens in Hollywood and New York happens on Comedy Central. It does. And I, I, there's not a, here's the other thing. There's not, a lo- there's not a lot of outlets for comics to showcase stand-up on television. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing a half-hour special, you're getting an hour special. And I need them to stop putting special in front of these hours. They're not special anymore. Nothing is special <laughs> about the shit Netflix right. is throwing up against it comes the wall from, and hoping it sticks. It comes from a time when there was only, only three channels. Yes. And so it was a special. The the, the the regular programming was not happening. This is a special program. Stop calling it special. Just say we got some comedy to watch. Just say here's some comedy. <laughs> Right, some stuff you probably seen, but it's coming out of a different person's mouth. Here's right. here, here's my ultimate pet peeve about a lot of new comics, and these are not just like new comics. It's like a new style of comedy. They'll be like, I was at the grocery store, and I was like, and a guy came up to me, and I was like, ah, ah. yeah, they'll just make the noise, <laughs> like no words, it's reaction, no it's words, just, it's just no words in comedy. It's it's, it's oh god, I I show I ain't gonna show I didn't showcase I sent my. Uh, stand-up set, late-night set. Because I don't want to do late-night. I didn't want to do late-night. Yeah. But you have to make it... You have to stay visible. Right. Sure. Sit my late-night set in. And for those that don't know, the reason why you probably don't want to do late-night is because the process is rough. You go back and forth with somebody. Eight months. You, you've thought about this five oh. minutes for, for a long time. You put Fuck. the work in. And then some guy that just looked at it once goes, ah, you should do this. You need to drop this whole two You don't section. do comedy! <laughs> 2006. I'm, oh my I'm, I'm, god! Well, Conan wouldn't like this. I'm telling a story. I'm, t- I'm gonna tell two stories. Okay. Uh, 2006 did Montreal. Get off the f- a new faces showcase. Yeah. The Booker of the uh, Letterman. Yeah. Which was Eddie Brill at the time. Right. Came up to me like, buddy, you got a <laughs> showcase for Letterman. I love your set. Love your delivery. All right, let's do it. Yeah. I get back to L.A. He hits my manager up. Tell him to fly to New York to showcase. <laughs> On my own dime, put oh. myself up. He oh. already saw you. To showcase. He already saw you. I thought I'm showcasing for producers. <laughs> right. I'm on a showcase with like 10 other comics. Mm-hmm. I did the same exact set I did in Montreal. Mm-hmm. He says to me, yeah, you can't do that. You got to do something else. <laughs> what? But I'll work with you on your set. <laughs> that was his thing. I never fucking went back to him again. Right. I was like, I spent money I didn't have to spend to fly to New York, stay in a place where I didn't want to stay, yeah. showcase in a room I didn't want to showcase in, all for you to tell me, uh, yeah, you got to come yeah, up with that's- something. I had a homeless joke. He's like, Dave doesn't want a homeless joke. Oh, good. But you fucking knew Dave didn't want a homeless joke. <laughs> right. And one of my jokes in Montreal was a homeless joke. You could have forewarned me and said, hey, do a different set. Yeah. I would have worked it out. You spend eight months critiquing, getting notes for five minutes. Damn. Yeah. For 
four and a half. And another just small tidbit of it is they always hold it in a room on like a Monday night with, with no, no audience. audience. The only audience is the other comics that are showcasing. And they want you to kill 20 people. <laughs> like, kill it. And if you don't kill it, like, yeah, we're going to hold off. <laughs> Why? Because these 20 people that want to do what I'm doing who are competing didn't with like you. it. Yeah, didn't like it. <laughs> right. All right. So what, what's the other Second, what's your, Recently. So, uh, all right. We already feel your pain. Recently sent in a, uh, a, a late night set. Yeah. To, I'm not going to say the, the place I sent it to, but I sent it to it. The guy says to me, tells my agent, he's funny. I've always liked him. But he sounds like Rodman. Uh huh. And I was like, Who? Dennis Rodman? No, no, no. no. There's a comic named Rodman. Never in comedy have I ever been told I sound like anybody else. And you guys both have different specific cadences. He, you know, he's wrong. It's not a knock on either one of them. Rodman has a Norm McDonald approach Uh to stand up. Like he. Because Norm McDonald just talks right. until he gets funny. Yeah, so I was walking and then I came and I fell and I thought I was going to hit my head and then I hit my head and then it happened. And then he just keeps going, right? He keeps no, going no until he gets yeah, yeah. yeah. No pausing, no breaths. Right. Rodman is like, right, right. So I was right. walking, right? Because yeah. I walk sometimes. He's like, yes, I do want right. cash back. That's yeah. your cash. Yeah. You're going to get that cash. Yeah. That's your cash. He, I got the cash. It's like, rap going, right? it's like yeah. a rhythm to his it's thing. It's funny, yeah. Right. Nothing like me. Right. <laughs> Nothing like there me. Are, there are big periods, pauses where you're just staring at the audience, like yes, like can you believe this shit? I, Style comedy. I, I, I have a, <laughs> a specific cadence. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And people get people always question me. You have more energy off stage than you do on stage, and it's because I'm from the south. And uh, if I talk fast, mm-hmm. you won't understand me. Right. Right. I become a tobacco auctioneer. Okay, it's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Pop, 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 pop. And, I, and, and, and plus, I want my bit to last longer. Yeah. So if I talk uh-huh. fast, sure. the faster you talk, the more jokes you have to write. Yes. That's, that's another thing, too. If you do keep talking, people can tune out. But if you stop, if you ever play in a room where everyone's talking, if you stop for a second, they'll, they'll, look, they'll, they'll shut, shut up. up. They'll look like... Why did he stop? It makes him pay attention. He's fucking talking. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Titus pointed this out to me. I worked with him, Fort Lauderdale Improv. Mm-hmm. And he watched my set. And he says, you do what I do, but I don't think you know what you're doing. And I was like, what do you do? Because what I do, a little secret is I go on stage and I start talking low first. Right. So the crowd would be like, okay, shh. We, he talks low. We got to like be quiet. Yeah. Oh. Then I, I, I own them that by then because they realize I'm soft-spoken. But as the set progresses, I get louder. Okay. Now I have full control over the room versus <laughs> you just offering it to me to say, we'll be quiet. Right. right. And then I start to talk louder. But uh, Christopher uh. Titus does the same thing. He says, when I go out, I start low. That way they will listen. Yeah. Because I can't, like I follow Chris D'Elia a lot at yeah. the factory. I never would match that energy right. that he does. Right. I, of I course not. Go, I'm, I'm, you couldn't even you couldn't even fake it. I don't even fake. I could take twelve Red Bulls. I'll still be like, <laughs> why? Why would I do all that? I'm the same way. Yeah, I'm. I'm not I got these up. jokes. Let me tell these jokes. I got jokes. If I was auditioning to be on something, <laughs> different story. But 
I did a week recently where I had to follow a guy whose whole gimmick was he shouted his entire set. Ah. And after the first, no, this is in Arizona. And after the first show, I went up to the sound guy. I go, you got to turn him way down. And you got to turn me way up. Do you understand me? What room did you play? This is at Stand Up Live. So they're already animals. Did you play a one night of there? No, it was like, it was a whole week. Who'd you work with? I was opening for uh, my friend Burt Kreischer. Auto Burt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like that room? I'm not crazy about it. I like the people that run it, but I don't like the room. I it's too st- big. I did Stand Up Scottsdale. Stand Up Scottsdale? I love that room. It's a nice, intimate I room. I love that room. It's small. You can talk to the people like people. Yeah. You're not talking to it like it's a sporting event. And the event. crowd is there. I mean, you know, they're intimate. They're right on you or whatever. Uh, the improv chain, comedy clubs in general. They don't some- make the buildings right. They make the ceilings too high. Yes. And they make the buildings. But they- you're making the rooms bigger now. It's dumb. As if people can really draw. It's awful. You don't have enough comics that can draw. You gotta have two big headliners a weekend to it's, make the, make it work. Here's the thing. Let's let's be honest. Maybe, maybe <laughs> there's twenty comics yeah. that are really working and selling tickets. Right. Hard. You can look at the websites and see that. Yes. Tw- maybe twenty. Twenty. The rest. We're just role players. It's true. It was just role I'm glad players. you said that. It's true. I played the Kansas City Improv last month. I looked at the lineup. I was like, oh, I don't feel bad. Half these motherfuckers can't fill a room. Right. Half of them. Right. Oh, and the clubs give away tickets now. They, mm-hmm. they, they, they paper the rooms now. Sure. Because comedy is oversaturated. Right. And who's really a celebrity? So, like, you might get that TV role that everyone tells you you should get, but that doesn't necessarily put asses in seats. It doesn't. It doesn't. I'm curious. Like, I'm, I have nothing against him. I'm just curious. Like, Pete Davis is yeah. going to play the Brea Improv. Right. I'm curious to see how he does. Yeah. Because he's young. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah, he, he might have that following. Yeah, he might be. He's 20-something. He's right. like 20, 21, 22. But I, you, I don't see adults. But at the same time, I don't see adults. And at the same time, I don't think Saturday Night Live is the thing it was when I was a kid. I, like, I don't hear kids walking around going, oh, that new Saturday Night Live I sketch. haven't watched Saturday Night Live. Oh, it's been years. In the years. Yeah, right. The la- I'll be honest. The la- this is going to really show my age. The last time I watched an entire season yeah. of Saturday Night Live, Eddie Murphy was on. Really? <laughs> That's the last time I watched an entire season. Wow. Yeah, mine might have been Chris Farley at best. Yeah. At best. Mine was around that time. Yeah. Once, once you once you like get out of your parents' house, there's no watching Saturday Night Live the no. whole the whole no. season. I don't need the something episode. to kill Saturday because Night. Because when right. you were young, <laughs> right? When you, you were young, house, you just yeah. wanted to stay up to watch <laughs> sure. Saturday Night Live because yeah. it was an excuse to stay up late. Yeah, I'm an adult now. Yeah, I'll stay up as long as I fucking want, even though I don't. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, you you've gone the other way. Yeah. Now you're I'm ready like, to go to bed. I'm ready to go to bed. Now. So uh, <laughs> so what's the second horror story of? Uh, you submitting, or did you already tell it? Yeah, submitting. So the, I, I was being told I sound like Rodman. Oh, yeah, that's all. like, are you fucking kidding me? I've been doing comedy since I was 15. My cadence, my voice, because we, I'm Southern and he's Southern, right. we both sound like, no. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm good. I don't really want to do, because the only thing left for me to do now is an hour, because I did a half hour. Yeah, you might as well just do the hour. But I don't even want to do an hour because. Then you got to do a new hour after that. I got to do another hour. <laughs> 
<laughs> I got to write another hour for someone exactly not to watch. That's yes. exactly how I feel. Yes. Someone not. Yes. No, no one's this, watching these hour specials. It's like, it's like Louis C.K. and Bill Burr have set these bars really high, but they're famous. Yes. So like, we don't have to have a new hour every year. I really year. wish people would know that comic. we don't work on commission. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like, why are we doing an hour every year? Because we're not. Because I'm not. No, you have to do shit to write. Like, you have to go through stuff. Right, right. Life stuff. Right. <coughs> I talked. I talked to. Uh, I talked to Chris Rock one night at the Laugh Factory, and he says it takes him about a year and a half. Yeah. To write an hour. Right. Then, like another year and a half to perfect. To get it right. Makes sense. Yeah. And then tour with it for Makes another sense. year. Yeah. Then he'll do his special. So That's five why, years. It's like four to five year gap in between his his. But you know what? And, and why his not? Shit. When he puts it out, you're like, damn. You look at it. Nobody <laughs> has put a special out. The only person that's really an exception to the rule is Burr. Yeah. Because Burr is right. flawless. Yes. It, it, yes. Burr is like fucking. Uh, a magi- I don't know what the fuck the word. To well, call. he's gotten to the point where it's everything he says. Nature. Once you're on board with Bill, yes. everything he says is funny. Right, it, it is. There you go. So I'll That's, be watching Breaking right. Bad, and I'll hear his voice off camera, and, and then he walks in. I'm already laughing. Yes, and I don't even know why. I don't even know it's him. Right, and then it's like, oh, of course I'm laughing. It's Bill Burr. Right, I yeah. his it's Did like you see music his to my ears. Yeah, yeah, it was incredible. I thought it was really great. I was like. Bill, you know what? You know what makes a you know, you know what makes me get inspired because nothing inspires me about comedy now. Nothing, <laughs> not, not not even the not even the idea of fame inspires me, motivates right. me to right. the least. Okay, when I watch a comic that I think is that can make me laugh, yeah, or make me say, "Fuck, I wish I had written that." Right, it's probably like five. Maybe three or four on the planet. Yeah. Three or four comics on the planet. Maybe five that make me say, I wish I had written it. Yeah, a lot and of people. None of them are my peers. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that are listening to this probably like, we don't watch stand up comedy. We, we were at the Comedy of Magic last night. I was trying to look for a place where, like, I, I couldn't. It was too crowded. I was like, I don't really want to watch the show. When someone says, will you check out my set? I'm like, <laughs> why? <laughs> The fuck are you talking about? Watch you live your dream. Get the fuck out of here. That's what I'm here to do. Get the fuck out. Nothing's nothing's funny anymore. Yeah, that's but, the, but you're death. right. There is still like there is still guys you watch them and you enjoy it. You enjoy it as if you weren't a comic. As if Burr, yeah, laughed, yeah, die like oh Every my time. god, yes. right. Jim Jeffries, okay, yeah, okay, makes me laugh. Right, mm-hmm. fucking kills me. Tosh. Yeah. Makes me laugh. Absolutely. I like mm-hmm. the genuine, mean spirit. Right, right. It, I we know you're honest. Yeah. Yeah. I love the venom. Yeah. Right. I love the venom. And all three of these guys are venom. Yeah. They're all venom. Uh, Rock. Uh huh. Yep. Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. I watched recently. And Chappelle. Right. That's it. I cannot watch anybody else. Uh huh. Will not watch. I'll tell you who I can watch a million times is uh, Ian Bag. Because it's like a new thing every time. It is different because it's something. I know what you mean, but still, like I'll go see him on off nights just to like laugh my ass off. And Ian Edwards, right? I can watch really funny. Oh, I can watch Ian Edwards. Like he's like the iceberg. You know where he's going sometimes. 
but it's still creeping on still, you and it still wrecks your boat. Boom. You like <laughs> fuck. I saw what he was doing. He still got me. And he still punched me in the face. Sneaky son of a bitch. But yeah, uh, those guys there I'll watch. Yeah. I don't say this in a negative way. It's kind of like you're 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 punching at a sacred cow when you do it. I I stopped liking people because everybody else was liking them. Okay, you know what I mean. It sure. happens. You get sick of them. Like, yeah, I'm like that with bands and all too. kinds of shit. I was on board in the beginning with Louis mm-hmm. because he was doing something different. It was funny. Now it's like, yeah, I, I'm 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 out of that. Right. Like I, he still he still I. I like the business model Louis has created mm-hmm. because he's pretty much said, you know what? I'm taking the industry out of it. Right. And I'm going to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. He booked his own tour. Yeah. Money went straight to him. How about the fact that he's the first guy to uh, put the special online and just take the money direct for yes. five bucks? That was the shit. That was the shit. And then everybody else oh. tried to duplicate it. Yeah. Right? And it didn't work out. Well, they're oh, not as famous as him. Michael Birbiglia. Yeah, you like him? Oh my god! <laughs> my girlfriend's boyfriend. Yeah, special. Uh huh. Genius. Nice. I haven't seen that. I don't fucking say genius unless right. it's genius. Really? Michael Babiglia, my girlfriend's boyfriend. No kidding. Maybe the it's in the it's in my top ten. Okay, cool. Good to know. I was wow. special. Good top to know. Ten. I met him years ago. Well, like when we were both kind of starting out. But top I gotta 10. check that out. I've seen his movie. Top, top ten. 10. Maranzio Vance is top 10. Top 10. Bill Burr, I'm sorry you feel this way. Nah, it's off the hook. Top 10. That is so goddamn. Patrice O'Neill, Elephant in the Room. Oh my God. Top 10. Yeah. That whole bit he does on The Missing Girl. Oh my God. He set me up. I'm like, how does he not know her name? (laughs) Holloway. I I don't know how I fell for it. So, what's her name? What's her uh, Fuck. That's it. Like genius, and I I had the opportunity to work with Patrice. I featured for Patrice for like a year. Mm -hmm. He has a bit in his special where he talks about how he his girlfriend discovered he had diabetes. Oh Uh yes, because he said he says like we're very nasty in bed. We're very nasty in bed. This is Patrice. We're very nasty in bed, and uh, my girl takes my pee. And she was like, "That's sweet. It, it, it tastes like birthday cake." <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you might want to get checked out. He was like, and everybody like, you know, everybody's moaning. He's like, you, you, you're looking at it nasty, mm-hmm. but you know how much she has to love me yeah. to right. say right. your pee tastes like birthday cake. Right. And he discusses in the special how he hates he because he, he had diabetes. Yeah. He hated diabetes because he had to think about everything he had to eat before mm-hmm. he did it. Yeah. And when we were on tour, I remember him discussing it with me. So I saw the joke before it right. became a joke. Yeah. But literally, he discussed how he had to think about every fucking meal. Did it have too much sugar? Is it Was it enough sugar? And on the road, just about everything in a restaurant has too much sugar and too much salt. You can't eat good on the road. Yeah. You can't. It's a you can sh- try. You can Try walking into Wendy's getting a salad. Dude, Kansas City. You're walking out with a Baconator. I joined Weight Watchers, right? Uh-huh. Just because I, I was getting, I'm getting older, and I was like, ah, I want to watch my... It's harder to lose weight as you get Absolutely. older. Absolutely. So I was like, you know, I was 166, 167. That's the most I ever weighed before. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like, it wasn't like attractive weight. Yeah. I had developed that 
Sure, skinny I know. Fat man I know gut. all about it. Yeah, <laughs> I get the skinny fat man. Yeah, gut, yeah. So I was like, ah, uh, let me. So I joined Weight Watchers. I used to be able to go run it off. You can't now run. I just run and it's just and there. You're like, hey, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all about diet. It's completely. Of course, all once you get diet. older, it is. So I joined Weight Watchers, and then uh, you know you had to track your points. You have an app that makes you say, oh, you can't eat this. You got yeah. like thirty point, thirty four points, whatever. Right. Diet went to shit because I went to Kansas City. There's <laughs> yeah. nobody healthy. Right in Kansas, ribs are City. like eighteen points. That's dude, ribs, <laughs> and they serve ribs with everything. I'll have the garden salad. Would you like what, what kind ribs? of sauce do you want in your ribs? Yeah, <laughs> would you like brisket with that? You want a brisket milkshake? We have a brisket milkshake, tri-tip milkshake, uh, and a rib milkshake. Yeah. With, with those are your choices. Right. Uh, what kind of milkshake do you get? Brisket, tri-tip, and rib. Like I could not eat healthy. Sure, diet went the fuck. Right out the window, mm-hmm. but like last. So you like, got back up to one sixty. You poor yeah. thing. I, yeah, I got. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I'm at one fifty seven now. Fuck. I'm at, at one fifty seven, but I play basketball religiously. Sure, I play basketball Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Like uh-huh. I'm, like I'm on a ten day contract. Right, I'm just trying to get signed. Uh huh. Which could happen. Uh, yeah, it could happen. You never know. You know what I did at thirty nine? That would be the shit. You're sick of comedy. You're sick of show business. I'm, now all of a sudden yeah, you're a fucking basketball star. star nobody want nobody wants original ideas. They want to remake. They making big trouble in Little China. We were yes. just talking about this last Why? week. Why about that? Why you can't? And the remakes are never even good, and they still keep making. They them. remade yeah, Poltergeist. They, no one gives a fuck. No one gives no a one fuck. Gives a shit. No one gives a shit. I just about showed her the, my daughter the original one. She doesn't want to see the new one. No. By, by the way, do you know? Do you know Wendell's convinced there's like a, a curse? On the Poltergeist movie, curse. just because five people have died in the past thirty years, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm like every single movie that was made in 1982 has at least five people that have, that died, have died, including by now. Brandon Lee was shot on set. Uh, the Twilight Zone movie, those people were killed on set. But yeah. the girl died in the making of the movie. The, the third, third one. Third one right. The third one. That was like an 88. The first, it was like six years later. The daughter, the there's older an daughter argument for died curse. after the first movie. There, I know. There's an argument for the case, but Wendell believes it's an actual fucking curse oh, got it. sent up from hell that's like real. Got it. Okay. I no. And he will argue it to the death. I love this And guy. he will not appreciate any hilarious. kind of reason I, or rationale. I love his... His rationale. Sure. It's, I love it. I it's feel illogical. this way. It's illogical. It's what Stephen Colbert calls truthiness. I feel this way, therefore it's, it's true. It's truthiness. Truthiness. <laughs> I, you know what I did? I picked up photography. Uh-huh. That's my side. Cool. It's my solace. Yeah. Like, when I'm like, I don't feel like fucking with this shit today. I, you know what's great about that? It's like you can do it and you can try to do a good job, but you don't feel like you have to be the best at I don't it. I it's like fucking. In show business, you feel like you have to be the best guy. It's like fucking for me now. Yeah. I don't have to be great at it. Right. I was great in my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just trying to get it out of my system. Like, right. I just want to get it out of the girl. Like, you didn't really put forth a lot of effort. Yeah, you should have caught me in my 20s when I was trying to prove something. Yeah, I was oh, really, yeah. I was when really no one wanted to fuck it. me. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I had to prove that I was worth fucking in my 20s. Yeah, exactly. But now you want me to fuck you because you yeah. don't look as good as you used to That's look. That's funny. So you need me to validate you. The bluff fuck. We've all done it. Yes. We've all done like, all right, I'm really good in bed. Put on your game face and like just do your best. And like just full like, metal and, jacket. And, and, and show me your war face. Yeah. I don't believe you. And as long as you show your war face, <laughs> yes. they're on board. She's like, I'm as long as you don't hesitate, or whatever you're going to do, if you have an idea, don't go towards it and then retract. You have that idea, you got to commit. Go full tilt. Whatever you're about to do. Whatever you're about to put your mouth. A girl told me three weeks ago, 
Why can't we ever get a second round? I don't need a second. We can tomorrow. We can tomorrow. Yeah. We can tomorrow if you want it. But it's not happening tonight. I need a nap first. Oh, yeah. I need to read. I need to think about why I did it. Not only that, you're good. Yeah. Oh wow. I'm good. <laughs> Probably for a month. It's a three days. Days. Like my, my, days. My cum tank is empty now. It'll build up in like a month. And then I'll come pursue you. But right now, I'm, I'm asleep so good tonight. So, hey, that's part one of Maranzio Vance. Tune in um, next week for part two. Thanks for listening. Later.